the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back for the second and final hour of the show. It's 6.05 in the p.m. <laughs> Got to get used to that. But we're keeping the name. My wife said so. Uh, wake up just means get your head out of your ass and pay attention. Wake up, please. Can you say ass on Saturday night, Kelly? Okay. Whew. I just, wait a minute. Hmm. So, you know, I did, really didn't get a chance in the first hour. We wound up spending a chunk of time with um, with Dr. Tim Watt, and, and that was terrific. But I didn't get to tell you about why I feel so blessed about this change from Saturday morning to Saturday evenings. Uh, and it's not sleep. I'm, I'm an early riser. That's just the name of the game. I like to pack my days. I get yelled at for not sleeping enough. Um when I was young, four to five hours was plenty. Um, I still do really good on five or six tops. If I get too much more than that, I'm, I actually feel like I'm dragging. So this morning I got up and, um, and you know, obviously didn't have to prep for a show. Peter Boyles now does the 9 to noon slot here on Saturdays. Um, and so I had made plans to, long ago, I'd made an agreement when I knew that this morning was going to open up to go sort of rekindle my love of the classic car auctions went to the specialty car auction with a with a good friend. We used to do it all the time. Last time I went, I came home with a thirty Chevy Roadster convertible, very very cool. Still have it. It was big hit in the car show. But today was also the finals for number one grandson, Anthony Hartker's. Um, you know we've got Hartker's Garage down in Denver, so they sponsor their son, uh, my daughter's kid. Anthony, and he had the finals today out at the Jules, uh, Jewel track. I, I'm pretty sure it was out there because um, I didn't get to go. I'd already made this plan. Um, there'll be more races, and I will now get to attend them all since I'm not doing Saturday morning radio. But this kid, three years old, came home with the Kids' Cup 2022 whole shot winner, <laughs> Faye Myers Trophy. He's three. He came home with the Kids' Cup 2022 first place for the day, and he came home with the Kids' Cup 2022 Series Championship trophy. Three-year-old Anthony Hartker is my firstborn grandson. Unbelievable. Yeah. The kid just kills it. So um, our Saturdays are going to be great. Hey, no and, kidding. Uh, it's even probably better than a baseball game. And. That voice, that hoarse voice, that recovering voice yeah. is uh, one of my best friends in the world, someone I love dearly, Tom Tancredo. And, Tom, you wouldn't come in the mornings to do no, radio. No, I mean, this is so – you're. you're you know, I, I didn't know if you were going to be complaining about the fact that we were on later, but I'm happy as yeah, hell. Yeah, you, we can actually get you in studio. Absolutely, anytime. I've seen Tom awake. <laughs> Not I mean, here. You'd, That's right. You'd call in, you know, like sure, 9, yeah, 30, yeah. 10 o'clock. Laying in bed. Come, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and before we jump in, there's so much I want to talk to you about, uh, politics, of course, but, uh, but your health journey and everything else. Yeah. Uh, this email came uh, about uh, half hour into my first hour in this new time slot. Um, 
through and you anybody can email the show 710canus.com find wake up with Randy Corcoran and and click the big button red button that says email the show Tom Tancredo you are God's blessing to Colorado you were a blessing to me at Drake Junior High School oh, 1969 gosh. you opened my eyes to social studies history and politics God bless you Mike Coltzo. Oh, my Do you goodness. know who that well, is? Well, it does sound familiar, but I can't remember for sure where it came from. I mean, if it was Drake or anything like that. But he says Drake, so, yeah, it must be it. Do oh. you recognize the name Mike? Mike Coltzo? Uh, and there's a lot. It's a long time ago. Yeah, it is a long time. I mean, yeah. and believe me, buddy, if it had been last week, I'd have had probably the same problem. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, but 40 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Mike, first of all. Thank you very much. That's great to hear. And... Um, I always thought to myself, you know, people say, uh, what did you do? Uh, you know, wh- wh- did you teach somewhere? And I, I say, well, I presided over a classroom for about eight years. Yeah. And I have no idea if I really taught anybody. But it's so nice to hear, even if I didn't, thank you for saying it, Mike. Yeah. No, <laughs> Makes me feel good. No, it's wonderful. And uh, and the reason, the first time you ran for office was yeah, because you wanted to demonstrate to your kids. Well, they, they trapped me. Yeah. It was, it was a cabal, actually, uh-huh. really what it was. What grade? That was ninth, ninth, ninth grade. grade. Yeah, and, and they, you know, I couldn't ninth grade civics. Now, come on, who is interested in, in civics at ninth grade? I mean, only I was when I was in. I've been, you know, kind of political all my life, but it's very hard because they can't see any relevance to it. You know, they, how it fits their life. Yeah, and so I thought, how am I going to get these kids interested in doing something? And so finally, I said, I made this terrible. Terrible promise, but I said, um, I said, I tell you what, I want you to know that you can actually be in, influential in politics. You can have an effect on the outcome, even if you're ninth graders, because there's plenty to do for campaigns, and so you can, you know, stamp put a stamp on envelopes, seal them, and send them out, and wave signs. And but I said so. If every one of you will get involved in somebody's campaign coming up, and it was the 75, we had just lost everything because of Watergate. We and being Republicans. Republicans, yeah. You still call yourself a Republican. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Republican Party. Oh, my God. Okay. And, and the things that people are telling us that we must do yeah. to be good, you know, little Republicans, Republicans, good little citizens. Oh, boy. Well, there's, a, by the way, a great article in today's Wall Street Journal about McCarthy. Everybody should read it. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but going back, I, so I said, um, tell you what, uh, if every one of you, 32 kids, will get involved. Now, you have to convince me that you have no something, a little bit, one sentence about either the person or the issue, because we were still talking. I mean, in those days, we still had um, um, initiatives and stuff. So I said, um, then if everyone will do it, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll run for office. You can see how it works right from the bottom. Thinking, no way. Will 32 kids do this? There is no, I mean, and I get maybe 10 to do it in hell. You know, that was a good start. <laughs> and I assume you weren't considering like a political career no, at that time. No, I, well, ha- well, uh, no, I take it back. Because my best friend, Steve Durham, had run for office to a year before and, and won in Colorado Springs. I had gone down, knocked on doors with him, all that sort of thing. And I must admit, I was thinking, well, Steve could do if it. Steve could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, maybe that was in the back of my head. I, I, I can't tell you. I can't remember really. But so all I know is that about oh, two weeks later, I, I guess it was the last kid, and I think his name was Dave Abeta. 
Now, that one I do remember because he was the last one. He was the 32nd kid. Did you try to bribe him or anything? Oh, Say, man, man, I should have. I should have. You got your A, buddy. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So I, I go down to Jefferson County Republican headquarters. Now, remember, I had not run for anything. I wasn't even a precinct per- committee person. So I, I told whoever it was I was talking to, I said, so I've done a really stupid thing here, but I, I have to go through with it and, you know, I you'll go through the motions and we'll be in a primary and I'll lose and that will be it. But I'll show them at least how this works. Oh, first of all, we took a vote on what I should run for. We put all these things on the board, county commissioner, mayor, city council, state legislature, state senate. And so then we voted and they voted they should run for the state legislature. And I think they did that. Because they thought that would keep me away longer than anything else. <laughs> right. So um, <clears throat> we did that. And I, so I said, okay. So I tell the guy. And and the incumbent Democrat, lady by the name of Nancy Flett. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I still remember that. Um, just lost. She had just lost. And she had only been in two, uh, one term because she took over when uh, the Democrats ran the, ran the table. Ran the table on us after Watergate. And um, so Nancy Flett was the incumbent. I announce, I mean, I tell him, I've got to do this thing, right? And the guy goes, can you fog a mirror? I mean, he didn't really <laughs> ask me that, but that's what he was thinking. Yeah. This guy's alive. I don't care. Sure, you bet. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, next thing I know, I'm I'm nominated, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so then I had to get my parents out of the, you know, they were retired. Yeah, so put them on the on the street, <laughs> and and they really helped. I mean, they well, really sure. they got all the neighborhood folks involved. They did. And they, everything. did. they went out and hand, handed out these little cards with Tancredo recipe sauce, um, uh, spaghetti recipe sauce, and uh, people still call to this day. People still because we've used it for every campaign, right? We've handed out over two hundred thousand of these things over the, the years. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And so people still call and go, if you just add a little more oregano <laughs> or something. How long were you in the state house? Uh, th- three terms, uh, really five years, not six because I, uh, Reagan went to work for Reagan and yeah, he appointed uh, you he to appointed the department me. of education. Right. So I, I, I resigned and went there. It was and a lot of fun. How long did you work there? Uh, 12 years, 12 years. Yep. And then, and then what made the decision to come back and run for Congress? Well, I had uh, I came out and I, I ran the Independence Institute for five years, yeah. and then uh, so it was ninety eight and thanks John Andrews, right? He was retiring, and and so I took over, and um, so the uh, um, next thing, well, it wasn't a, a group of kids anymore that made the decision. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I did, and. You know, it just, uh, I don't know, it seemed like something to do, yeah. I suppose, yeah. So, my, my life has always been quite quixotic. Well, that isn't the right word. Quite, um, uh, I, I don't make plans, really, for anything. And, and just kind of let leave things roll. Leave and let and, things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my kids used to always say to me when I'd tell them, hey, what are you going to do? Are you planning your life? <laughs> you know, are you going to go to college? You're gonna, what are you going to major? What are you going to do? You know, and they don't go, well, how much did you plan for your yeah, life? You right. know? Well, five five terms in Congress. Yep. Um, you have the, the – you're highly credentialed because uh, the one and only Carl Rove. And, oh. and I always throw this disclaimer because Carl Rove uh, was very kind to my dad. Uh, we were at a political event, and he spent – and, my you know, my dad had seen him on TV so many times. And, and, uh, and obviously he's very smart, and, yeah. and he was just very generous with his time and – 
talking to my dad and, and encouraging people. I think this was during the the Romney run, the Mitt Romney run. Mm-hmm. But he he in, invited you to never darken the White House doors That's right. again That's right. of the George Bush administration because of your stance on immigration, illegal huh. immigration. Imagine and, that. Well, what had happened was. I was asked to go and uh, do a uh, roundtable with the Washington Times reporters and editors, and I did. And uh, at some point, somebody asked me about, you know, whether the president was doing enough, and I said, absolutely not. He's he's abandoned the borders, just like really, almost like they have now. I mean, he only yeah. he, he made statements like he was going to take care of it, and he never did. And uh, and I said, so uh, if oh, and this is right after nine eleven. Okay, yeah. and so I said, if we have another event here like nine eleven, and if no more has been done to secure the borders, because if, remember, I'd forgotten how many of the fifteen uh, were, uh, were were illegal, but I think almost all they were here on on visas, but they were all they'd all lied or, or were doing something else at the time and could have easily been deported. They weren't. Nobody even checked. They were all Saudis. And um, I said, if we have another event, and I said, the, the blood of the people killed in that event will be on the president's head and those of us in, con- and those in Congress who refused to do anything about securing our borders. Huh. And GW didn't think real highly <laughs> of that, huh? <laughs> well, I, I got out of the, uh, well, the next day because the press, you know, the paper didn't come out until the morning. And so I'm pulling out of my driveway and uh, in Alexandria and phone rings and it says White House. Now, believe me, that had that didn't happen very often with me. And so I thought, God, what is this? So, and they said, I said, hello. They said, hold for Mr. Rove. Okay. And he said, I said, well, how are you today? And he said, I was, I was okay until I read the paper. And I said, oh, well, I haven't read it yet, but I kind of know what's, what's there. And he said, you traitor, you traitor to the party, you're a traitor yeah. to the president, and, yeah. and he went ballistic, and so then I went ballistic, and you know, I mean, it, it's screaming at each other up 395, and uh, um, he said, uh, yeah, well, just uh, don't ever darken the, don't ever darken the doorstep of this White House, and I said, well, you know, I don't remember the welcoming me not yeah. ever being yeah. out for me, and and so it's no big deal. But it's not your house anyway. You you know, and oh my God, it was terrible. But but I never did. Other than going to the um, Christmas ball, which is not a ball, it's a line. Yeah, <laughs> give <laughs> yeah. homage to the king. That's right. And you eventually wander, walk your way through, wander your way in the line that goes into the White House. I mean, to into the take a picture with Bush and Laura, and. And then the guy announces you, you know, Congressman and Mrs. Tancredo. And then the president always goes, Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> come on in. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, and then click, click, get out. <laughs> was that before or after? That was the, after. That was after. So oh, you yeah. still got to go to the Christmas. The night. Christmas ball. Everybody yeah, gets invited. Okay. Nobody gets, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't think. It's Christmas. Even, yeah. And they don't spend time to go through the, sure. the, the uh, invitations, I don't think. And so. um yeah, and I'm glad because my wife really likes the Christmas ball. Oh my god! And the and the place is. Dra- I, I've decorated. been to one of those. Yeah, as national committee man gave me that opportunity. Oh, I'm so, telling. Isn't it yeah. beautiful? I mean, uh-huh. the, oh, it's gorgeous. And uh, 
Melania's was the best, naturally. Oh, Melania's White House was oh. absolutely stunning. Absolutely. And so... Yeah. Well, l- listen, we got, we're up to yeah, a break. Oh, my goodness. And, Already. Uh, and we haven't even talked about anything important yet. No. Like your health and your history, which is pri- right. primarily what I want to share with folks. Okay. Um, but, you, you know, your, your story about Karl Rove, it just makes me so proud to be hated by so many Republicans. Yeah, boy. And people who, you know, claim to be Republican or they want to support Republicans or whatever uh, because we're standing up for, you know, the attacks on Donald Trump. We're standing up and, you know, I, I, it's such a simple question for folks who say, oh, the FBI, they're such a uh, righteous organization. Um, I used to believe it. Did you just say Oh. But I thought you did. I don't know. Did, I, is there a button around here? Anywhere? I think it's too late. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I'm but, sick. I, 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 I'm <laughs> well, still on, co- uh, on uh, COVID. Yeah. No, I mean co- uh, uh, chemo. chemo. Chemo time, right. Uh, but but the one question I have, and we got to stop, But um, and so we can get your thoughts on the other side. But the one question I have is if if these attacks to try and take out all the MAGA folks, to talk, take out all the America First folks, to stop Donald Trump because they're terrified that he not only will be the nominee but will win the next presidential election and clean house – then why, if they're so righteous, then why in the world would the Department of Justice object to a special master being appointed to simply look at the documents, to have an outside set of eyes, a neutral set of eyes, look at the documents that they're so cleverly leaking to the Washington Post? Nuclear secrets, nuclear secrets from other countries. It's the same nonsense again. And people are out there saying... Oh, my God. You know, we've got to get away from him. We've got to stop talking about him. We've got to we've got to understand that if we're going to get by, we need to stop fighting so hard. And uh, Mm. you've never quite taken that advice from what I can tell. Well, of course not. And, you know, I I don't know, frankly, what would be the what's the downside, let's say, of us going through with it in the primary and and, and former president wins. And then goes ahead and wins. You know, I the only thing I hope and is that he really would clean house. Yeah, that's the only thing that worries me. Well, here's and I, we really do have to get to the break, so we have more time okay. on the other side. Okay. But but here's the thing to to ponder about that. He was a complete novice when he went to Washington D.C. Yeah. He took advice from people he thought that because he was president would be on his side yeah, but he was, in many of his appointments. Even four years later, he was still making crazy appointments. There, there were some stupid decisions. Yeah. I agree. But I, I think, well, I hope that, uh, that you know, revenge is sweet. And he now sees the depth of the depravity of the people that tell us how to think and how we're supposed to be, uh, be behaving. But uh, we're a long ways from there. We've got an election yeah. just around the corner. I want to talk to you about that. But let's get to the break so we got plenty of time. Text messages coming in. Great to hear, Tom. Um, welcome back, my friend. Hey, it's great Good to, to be have back. you here. And uh, we will continue with Tom Tancredo to be back. on 710-KNUS. Mm, very nice. If I didn't have a special guest in the studio, we'd let that air out just a little bit. Uh, my beautiful and loving wife, Tana, is listening, which uh, often often in the mornings she was not. So uh, I understand. Um, love I understand. to you, my dear. And she asked me to give Tom my love and congrats for kicking cancer in the face. Right. Well, God bless you, too. And, and uh, you've had your own, I know, your own trials and tribulations. So um, I, I appreciate it very much. And I can tell you that. 
my prayers go out to you too. So there's uh, a lot of election stuff, and I I know we'll run out of time before we get through it. But seven ten is doing its part too because. Man, with crime, homelessness, inflation, a woke education system, living in Colorado has never been a bigger disaster. It's radical, progressive agendas out of control. And so 710 has put together Rescue Colorado. It's an opportunity to meet the candidates who have a chance to help make a difference. We see what's happening in the polls. Um, things are closing. Joe Day is looking good against Michael Bennett. Heidi Ganahl's got issue after issue to go after Polis, Polis with. And you can join News Talk 710's. Own Hugh Hewitt, Congressman Ken Buck. I was with him a couple nights ago. Had a had to give a forty five minute speech after that this battle with my motorcycle in the dirt. Um, they only gave him ten minutes. So <clears throat> what does that tell you? Yeah. Um, anyway, Ken Buck, oh, Joe Day with Hugh Hewitt, uh, Heidi Ganahl will be there. Other statewide candidates as we all come together to address the serious problems that we're all trying to make a difference against. News Talk 710's Rescue Colorado Decision 2022. It's you got time to get these tickets, but, boy, it's going to be a blast. Tuesday night, October 28th at the Douglas County Events Center. Oh, it okay, it says October. Okay, it's the 18th. Thanks for correcting that. October 18th. That's good because 28th is getting awfully close to election night, and, of course, the ballots go out even before that. October 18th. At the Douglas County Events Center. It's great out there. Limited VIP seating available. Get your tickets at 710knus.com. Easy, easy to do, and we will all be there. Colorado's worth saving. Please get your tickets today at 710knus.com. Now, you brought me your new book. Yeah. And I want to tell the story. Okay. As part of your story, um, I, I warmed people up with kind of the fast version about uh, colon cancer right. and months of they, and they carved out a chunk and then months of chemotherapy. And on the wonderful day that you get the word from <laughs> your right. doctor yeah. that you are cancer free. And this was like this was stage four, wasn't that? the no, number? No, three, no, stage three, three. three. OK, stage three. So it's still, um, you know, oh, yeah, serious stuff. And on the day that you get it, instead of going home to rest, as your doctor and your wife said, no, Tom had things he wanted to do. What was it that Tom wanted to do? Well, she had bought a couple of chairs at, at, at uh, American Furniture Warehouse sometime earlier. And, you know, so I thought, well, I got the truck. Might as well pick them up, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I went there on the way home. We did. And, uh, and I, oh, it's, a, it's a hard to explain this on the radio how this happened. But just take my word for it, I did a stupid thing and made, tried to make this U-turn over a, which I didn't know was there, was like a, a very high curb, maybe maybe 18 inches high. I didn't know. I didn't, the, the car, you, the have truck, a you have a high truck. The truck, except you I just see didn't it. see it. By the way, the statute of limitations on that lawsuit yeah. is two years, so <laughs> stay in touch. Right. Um, yeah, you're my guy then. And so we, uh, so I hit it. And man, I mean, I, I don't know why, it, but it did. Well, I, one reason is because I did not have a seat belt on. And but so, you were in a parking lot. Yeah, essentially a parking lot. And so, of course, I didn't have it on before that either. But oh, that, that's another I thing. Yeah. I wasn't telling that part. Okay. So, uh, so, bang, I hit it. And I, my face planted in the uh, steering wheel, you know. And it split my, my lip way down. And, boy, bloods are shooting out everywhere. And so my wife's going, we got to get to the emergency ride. She says, yeah, no, I, you got to get that sewn up, man. It's all the way down. So I said, well, you're on blood thinners, right? So not blood, then. Not oh, then, you, not you weren't then. on them then. Okay. 
Uh, let me think. Wait a minute. I thought that was part that of the trigger be, for the brain issue. I'm trying to remember. I could. You know what? Stay uh, by that mic. Yeah, it could have been. I I cannot remember when I got off of them, but I they, they put a port in me, of course, when I first went in, and and when they did that, I got a blood clot in my arm from the port port being in there. So they did have you on thinners, and I was on thinners. Yeah. I and you know so that, but it was like six months, and I was definitely six months in into chemo, and so uh, anyway, I get to the to the. Uh, I said, I'll drive. My husband said, oh, no, got demo. you can't drive. I said, I'm going to drive. So I drove to the emergency room. And oh, uh, and I went in and because I only – and she thought, too, my wife thought that it was just the lip, really. And so we went in and they start sewing it up, which is very hard to do, by the way, inside of your lip, a very difficult sewing job. And <laughs> what I remember is this little nurse comes in. She goes – Oh, I, I've been nursing in, in New Orleans for years, and I had to sew up a lot of these faces, got bashed in with beer bottles. And, and I said, no, I didn't have that. wasn't the way. And uh, she sewed it up. And that is the last thing I remember. Uh, you went out. Went out like a light. And um, they must have done an MRI or something quickly and recognized I had a subdermal hematoma, just bleeding on the brain. Yeah. And so, boom, right back to the hospital, right? Like I say, you know, don't pass go, don't go home. I didn't get back to the hospital. And, and you were there for weeks. Oh, uh, for a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was a couple of weeks before I found you. Yeah. Well, they were, well, they were hiding for, you. For one thing, they don't put you. You know, if you're if you have somewhat of a controversy, we, we didn't need Antifa coming to visit. Right. They they don't put you. They don't tell people. And, or Carl Rove. Yeah. Thank God, I'd rather have Antifa. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, back, and, and when I woke up, I'd already had two operations on my brain. and uh, uh, But then it was just rehab and, and all that sort of thing for the rest of the time. And then six weeks later, I had to go back to the neurologist, you know, and um, have the checkup type of thing. And so he has – I go in and he's got a picture of my brain on his cell phone, you know, the MRI. Oh, and and he says, see, look, everything's fine. It's really good. Yeah. And he said, oh, you finally found it. I said, yeah, you were right. rooting around up there for like two hours. And, yeah. and uh, um, so um, it is fine, thank God. Well, and, you've, you've put on weight. You, yeah, you can about taste. another 20 were, pounds. I can drink wine. There were times we were talking about eating and you'd, you'd go, but you wouldn't. Oh, uh, it, oh. But the food had no taste. It just, everything was bad. Wine, red wine, one of your favorites, and it tasted terrible. Tasted horrible. Uh, and I can tell you've put on weight. It's oh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when I came, when when Jackie, find, your wife, Jackie, finally called me back, and I don't mean finally, like, you know, what took her so long. I just mean I wondered where you were, and I hadn't heard. So when I heard from her and um, and I went down to the hospital that same day, you're lying flat on your back, and... Uh, um, I was pretty confident that you were on the mend. I just it was just struck with the irony and the tragedy of on the day that you're yeah. given your clean bill of cancer free health that yeah. you have this tiny little accident that turns into this major thing. Oh my God! Um, and so, but what do you do? Of course, wrote a book. Self promotion. That's right. <laughs> you handed me a copy of Tancredo. I was Trump before Trump was cool. Yeah. And so I loved the book, and uh, um, and I took it home. And I brought it to the Western Conservative Summit when we were broadcasting the morning oh, version yeah. of this show from the okay. Western Conservative Summit. And Lauren Boebert goes by with her entourage, and and I 
and she looked over and she saw me and she came over and so we hugged and I said, man, can we put you on for a minute? No, I really can't. And she started to take off and she turned around and she came back down, sat down for, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 minutes and probably made herself late. But it was awesome. I had the book there. I told her about it and I said, would you, she was getting ready to go on a plane and I said, would you like to take this? And she did. So I haven't, I haven't had a chance to actually read it. Yeah. I just got to thumb through it and everything. So well, I, was, I was in an event with – I just want to finish this piece. I was at an event with Lauren, and she has a book out now, too, oh. about my American story. Uh-huh. And, um, and I've scanned through that. It's pretty fantastic. But I have to say, she wrote some sweet nothings in hers. And the first – I see you've written in this one, but the first one I got from you, I know you were in your hospital bed, but whatever. <laughs> you didn't write anything to me, and I was kind of hurt by that. Believe me, you couldn't have read it if I had written it. <laughs> No, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, and I'll look forward to it. I will share this. We'll Once I've read sure. this, we'll share it with folks because it's fantastic. I was Trump before Trump was cool. <laughs> Most so, people would say he was never cool. <laughs> so the reason I invited you in is because I found out you've been out You've been out campaigning, politic, and you were at Evie's house. You were at a big oh, yeah. gathering for yeah. where Heidi and others were there, and uh, so you're just getting back into your game, man. Well, uh, Heidi, as you know, she had a brain tumor uh, yes. a year ago or so, I guess. Yes, and so uh, a little more than that now. I, but... I, I owned up and said I've joined the club. Yeah, you know the, the brain uh, surgery club. Yeah, and um, and she's she, doing great. Oh, she is absolutely. fully recovered, 100%. Uh, oh, totally. And uh, unlike that idiot in Michigan that's running for Senate who oh, had a stroke and can't I can't even. He, yeah. He's he's not as bad as Biden, um, uh, but of course funny. Biden started dumber. <laughs> so right. I, well, and you know there were so many things that happened during the course of this thing, and uh, I uh, was telling you that for the longest time, I mean, really, I was emaciated, and uh, I I could eat, but I didn't want to eat because nothing, nothing tasted good. It tasted like you were eating cardboard, and so I lost a lot of weight, and uh, and. and uh, my phone, <laughs> I picked up my phone funny. one day <laughs> and, you know, my, just, just, I have on my bank, I have, a you know, the bank app. And when you go to the bank, my bank, it says, you know, uh, face, ID. Fa- face ID. And so I'm staring at it and it comes back and says, didn't work. Try it again. Tried it again. No. Who are you? What's it going? It literally, you were so thin, it didn't recognize no, you. No, it did not recognize. Yeah, my phone did incredible. not recognize my face. It's terrible. And believe me, I, when you look in, I looked in the mirror and I can understand it because honestly, it looked like a Auschwitz survivor or something. So yeah, I put on about 25 pounds and so I, I have feel been, better. I have been so engaged with you that I haven't even looked at the phones and we have people who'd like to say oh, hi to you. Cool. So, uh, And I know some are old friends. Maybe they all are. We'll tell by the voice. But certainly Artis is a very regular oh, Artis, participant absolutely. here with all of us and a wonderful activist and a Tea Party member and everything else. Artis, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, you guys. Um, yeah, Tom, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, your, I yours too, Artis. I have not been Cherry Hills quite, although I'm heading back there again. Um, you know, it's supposedly the fastest growing church in the nation again, but I haven't noticed a whole lot of people will hopefully get over our little bump in the road. But when you were talking about not being very um, interested, in, not you, but kids being not very interested in civics, I remember being in third grade 
and talking to somebody, obviously, that was a Democrat saying, Nixon, Nixon, he's our man. Kennedy belongs in the garbage can. (laughs) So apparently I have been a Republican my entire. And back then, I mean, I graduated from high school in 70. Um, If you were Catholic, you were Democrat. If you were Protestant, which I've always been, you were a Republican. And my father wouldn't have let me live in the house if I had been a Democrat. But, yeah, it I apparently have been somewhat political my most of my life. So <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's our, so good to hear your voice. And I'm so glad you're doing better. And Artis, uh, we've got we've got full lines and I want to yeah. give as many people a chance. But I just want you to know people have been texting me and I was going to mention this twice, you know, at least once an hour. We are doing our Rappo Tea Party meeting Tuesday at 630. I will Good. get I will get the Eventbrite um, event up on uh, tomorrow morning, probably before eight o'clock. Uh, and we'll, it'll be up Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> 630. Uh, we're going to talk about ranked choice voting or as I like to refer to rigged Ugh. choice voting that took out Sarah Palin. <sighs> Um, and, and it's yeah, they're trying to squeeze it into Colorado. So we'll be doing that, looking at some Ugh. cool video and stuff. Hope to see you there. Have a good night. God oh, bless yeah. you, and thank you very much for calling. Thanks, Artis. Nice to talk you to you. Come too. Oh yeah. Bye bye. All right. So, um, gosh, it's twenty minutes to go. We're going to have one more segment together. We'll definitely okay. get some more calls on as okay. well. But because um, I, I, we've got to get into a little bit of politics. We've got to push back on all the pressure that's being put on people to get in line here and uh, explain why that's exactly the opposite of what we want to do. Before we go to break, though, a text message from someone who last, I forget what night it was now, but I filled in for Stefan Tubbs, and it was on the 76th birthday of Freddie Mercury of Queen. Oh. So I was playing Queen song after Queen song. I I love uh, Freddie Mercury's singing. And so it led to a listener texting me about the fact that she was in the hospital, Lutheran Hospital, at the same time Freddie Mercury was, um, I guess, when he was very sick and before he died. And she just texted in and said, hi, Randy, listening to you and Tom on the radio, just to let you know, I met Tom at a gas station in Lakewood, Union and Jewel, around 2015. I was filling up my car, a 2012 Ford Fusion. And a motorcycle was by my car by itself. (laughs) When he came out, the radio had Rush Limbaugh on, and I shook his hand. Introduced us, and I was a fan of Rush, but I didn't know who Tom was since I had just moved back to Colorado from Texas. He was such a nice man, and we just started talking to him. Didn't realize he was in Congress. But when I got back and talked to my mom, she was excited that I talked to Tom. She always voted for Tom when he ran for office. I was real impressed by her following Tom. That's what turned me into a Republican from being a Democrat. My goodness. So you just never you know. You never know. That is for sure. You certainly don't. And, <laughs> and you were out now. That, 2015, you were probably still on a Harley. I don't, had you gone oh, to yeah. an Indian No, I only yet? got rid of that a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, um, I, you know, I, I could tell that my re- reflexes were, were slower. That was even before cancer yeah, and, yeah. And, and brain surgery. Yeah. But uh, – uh, and, and the other thing, Randy – it, you don't mind, but I told you then, and I mean it, and that is I just don't ride when the temperature is below my age or above my IQ. <laughs> That's right. And so it, so it only left me like two weeks in April, you know? <laughs> well, I did think about this this morning when I was, because uh, I had my grandson doing the racing, and he run all the, went all, won everything, 
and I had the classic car um, auction that we wanted to go to, and that would normally be all Harley stuff. I would all be motorcycle. Oh. So the first Saturday off that I have that I'm not sick or out of town on RNC business or something, and I don't have to do a morning radio show, beautiful summer fall day turns right. into 46 degrees, degrees. and rain oh, all day long. So Sell that God thing. has a sense of humor, I guess, but... Uh, all right, well, let's take our final break. We'll come back. I, I want to talk a bit about Joe Day and politics and the pressures we're having here in Colorado. Maybe get a bit of your outlook for uh, for the future sure. as we head into these midterm elections. Gosh, just what, uh, eight weeks, seven weeks, and a couple of days away. That is incredible. It is. It is. So we'll take our break at 6.43. It's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran with Tom Tancredo in studio. Kelly Michaels behind the glass, 710 KNUS. Is this you on the bumper music, Kelly? I love this, man. I, I thought, you know, well, when I move to the new time slot, I'll take some time and pick some music. I, I couldn't pick it any better. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. Man, it is already 6.48. We've got about uh, eight minutes or so, nine minutes left in the show. Uh, only a two-hour show tonight. Uh, hope that that will be increasing sometime soon. 7 o'clock, the Global Alert News with Dane Wigington. 8 o'clock, Arc Midnight with John B. Wells. No relation to the big wells, and uh, we've still got people on the line who want us. In fact, let's make sure we don't run out of time and get Ann in. It looks like we lost Holly, but Annie, welcome to the show. What do you have to say to our special in-studio guest, my good friend Tom Tancredo? Hi. I, I'm going to make it real quick. I just want to say one thing. When I um, first listened to Pete, he was trashing Tom because Tom was supposed to only go for two terms, and he renewed oh, early and days. Is that right? Did he trash yeah, you and, for not, but you know? He, but no, but here's the thing that yeah. just made me laugh about it. Because when all that was going on, I thought, oh, my God, if Jackie hears this, you're toast. I just wanted to say one thing, Tom. I love Jackie. Never met her. Never even saw a picture of her. But the fact that she protects you and loves you like She's she tough. does, oh, man. it makes my heart swell. The other thing, I know what you mean. I've had my own health issues. I know it's hard to eat, but you have to eat. You yep. have to eat whether you want to or not. Take your vitamins because your spirit is still there. you got to feed your spirit and keep going. God bless you both. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank, and you, thank you. And believe me, I, I am doing my best uh, right now. I, I eat everything I can get my hands oh, yeah. on. We're going to test that theory here in about 10 minutes, that's aren't right. we? That's right. My wife. Can't but wait. Can I say one thing Please. about my wife? Okay. Um. I got to tell you that, especially during the time that I was recuperating from the brain surgery, I, I must admit that I knew hardly anybody coming by. People always say, I came by to see you. Just, yeah. you know, and I'd always say, I can't remember, but thank you so much. You know, Peter Peter Boyles always tells me about the fact that he walked in and I said to him, where's your cat? Or you brought a cat. No, nah, he doesn't own a cat. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. Uh. But I mean, it's things like that. You know, you just, but, but here's the deal. I was in and out, in and out, uh, and, and I, I'd wake up, and it didn't. And I didn't really know what time it was because it's always sort of dark in the, in sure. the room, and it's shade pulls and everything. And but I would wake up, and I would look across the room, just open my eyes, and there was always somebody sitting there. Yeah, yeah. And that was my wife. You bet. And. It was just, and then her sister came, flew down from Billings to be, actually, 
I called her sister and I said, please come down and be with her because she needs. I I prayed for her as hard as I was ever praying for myself, I'll tell you, because it was so, you know, I always joke about the fact that my wife is a cross between Florence Nightingale and Nurse Ratchet. (laughs) Yeah. Damn well better do what you're told, son. (laughs) Especially the eating part. Eat that. I told you to eat Uh that. But um, she is absolutely wonderful and was so attentive. Uh, I, I must tell you that it meant over the world to me and i that is the part i remember almost anybody else but she was always there you know and it, it just made you feel well, she so was, good she was so good about calling back to like you know when just for updates and things like that or returning messages and i'm sure there were a lot in your there case of people there were a lot and okay. you know you people, and I, lots of people sending messages emails i kept reading and saying we're praying for you we're praying for you we're praying for you and you know some of them probably were. I mean, you say that a lot, sure. right? Yeah. I mean, I've said it. Uh, uh, I'm going to pray for you, and then you forget. And I go, so periodically. And we're not Catholic, so we don't get. We don't. Confession. We can't confess and get, <laughs> right. get over but it. But periodically, I just say to Lord, I know I've told people that I'll pray for yeah. them, but I can't remember. Who. Yeah. <laughs> so please, I'm going to pray right now and cover them in prayer yeah. because you can't remember. But so, but, but I'm telling you, Randy, I felt it. I felt it. Felt the prayer. Yes, yeah. I did. And and my and my neighbors. Oh my God! We had a party the other night for all my neighbors, the, the whole neighborhood, because they were so incredible. I mean, one neighbor, you know, uh, 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 shoveling my walk every time it snowed, and yeah. in the driveway. Another neighbor taking my dog, taking Sasha out every single day because I couldn't walk her, and. Uh, it just went on and on, the food pouring in, everything we could possibly think of and, and, and respond to. And, or, I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, I wish I could have responded Hope more. For, yeah. Yeah, and it was just wonderful. There, I've never seen anything like it. Um, and I kept thinking, I wonder if I could be this way. <laughs> could I be as nice to somebody? You know, I certainly hope so. Well, it's but when, they were just they were just fantastic. When you hit a period uh, where you're so down in life, and you get an opportunity to see the people who are there for you and oh. how they stand up and support, oh, that's gotta it's gotta mean an awful lot. So it I'm, does. Um, it was a very emotional little party thing. I mean, I gave a speech and I told them how much it meant to me to have them do what they did, and uh, and to Jackie because. Uh, I was really concerned. I mean, it was so much tension and so much, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, anyway, she's tough she's, as nails. She's There's tough. No doubt she's, about a, that. she's a tough lady. So we're, you know, we've done a lot of chatter tonight, and it's been been fine. It doesn't have to always be, um, you know, bloodletting and <laughs> the blood sport of politics. Right. Um, I love the people who tell us that, um, you know, things need to be calmer and nicer and more gentle and that, that things have, are so ugly now compared to the past and, you know, you look back to the very founding of the country. Abraham Lincoln was an ape, you know, was publicized as looking like an ape. ape. And uh, before that was a racist thing to say. And, um, uh, and you know, people, you know, having duels and hitting people with sticks on the floor of Congress and right. stuff. So right. things haven't really changed so much. But in the just a couple of minutes that we have Well, left, here's one thing that I think yeah, has go changed. Ahead. Randy, I, I, you know, I served uh, three terms in the state legislature and then, uh, as I say, uh, 10 years in Congress. And I will tell you that uh, there were plenty of times that I argued with people on the other side of the aisle about policies. But I do not remember ever, ever arguing whether America was a good place or not. Yeah. That has changed. Sure. They're, they're, they are now, they, they now hate 
uh, maybe they always did, but they're, they're now very open about their hatred for America, right? And that's something that wasn't there. Listen, you and I have talked about the evils and the dangers of the left and the ideology and what the goals are and where it stems from for years, and they denied it. We were extremists. Right. We were making things up. Exactly. And now they, they don't even try to deny it. No, they're, I, they're promoting it. I couldn't have even thought of some of the things they're doing. And yet we have people, and some of them well-intentioned, and most of them very smart, some of them influential, attacking us for actually calling them out and being ready to you know fight fire with fire. And, and that's disappointing to me and frustrating, but uh, it, it's, to me it's so easy to overcome because as we move forward, I, I feel – my travels around the country and around the state, I feel an awakening that's going on. Do you? Energy, absolutely. Oh, These polls are closing. You hear people say, oh, the red wave, it's not going to happen now. Nonsense. Polls are closing in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin. Ron Johnson, if anybody deserves our help, um, is somebody to help. It's great uh, Joe O'Day right here in Colorado, in spite of you know his divergence from many things that are important to the Republican platform and you know staunch conservative Republicans, is closing the gap. And winning you that know. seat would mean the world. Man, we've got a minute, so you've got maybe well, 20 seconds say, to wrap right, I was just going to say, look, look, if he was running for any other seat— I probably would not be enthusiastically supportive. I'm not enthusiastically supportive. He's running for a Senate yeah, seat. That's huge. That's a, you know, think about that. Uh, and what could happen should we lose it, the, the Senate seat? Absolutely. So, Tom, um, we're going to have dinner, so we'll continue okay. the conversation. Uh, Thanks deal. for sharing your story and just being back in our lives, all of our listeners. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. Alexa sends some love to Kelly. She's always so good about that. I send my love to my own wife, and uh, congratulations, Anthony, on your big wins on the dirt bikes. Oh, yeah. So very proud of you. We will be back next week at 5 p.m. for round two of the night version of Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. Always remember, please never, ever forget, God loves you. So do I. The fight continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.